Indians, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is August 7th. Yoshi is gone. Quintana got traded. And the Pirates swept the Brewers. <laughs> and the Pirates opened a Hall of Fame, finally. The trade deadline was anything but dead. Let's just get into everything. Let's go, Bucks. My name is Josh. I am joined, as always, by my brother Jake. What is up, Jake? Hey, man. How we doing? Tired. Yeah. Very tired. We have been moving into this new house, and it's basically been nonstop for me since Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, a little crazy, a little fun. I probably sound... I know you say it doesn't sound that bad. I think it sounds awful because I'm used to not sounding with this big echo. And I mean, I can stretch my arms out and I couldn't do that in my last office. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty all pretty right with me. Space over there. Yeah. Pretty all right with me. So, but man, it's just so tiring. Yeah. And we're only moving, I think it's worse moving across town. Because when you have a far move, you literally box everything up. And you take everything with you. But like, I ran, I mean, I took three U-Haul loads back and forth. Yeah, because you're just like, let's just throw it on and run it over and unload it and come back and get more and come go Yeah. And we, and then after you take the U-Haul back, you're like, yeah, I mean, we, there's still stuff there, but like we can fit it in the van. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, it's just bizarre. But at the same time, it's supposed to be easier to find stuff whenever you get here. Supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I still am like, I went to bed. Um, I don't know if it was Friday or if it was last night. I went to bed at like 1 a.m. No, it was last night because I walked in the kitchen and I was like, it's so dark in here. I, I can't see anything. And I'm trying to find the light switch. Find the light switch. And I'm like, this is bad. Like at our last place, we had a light strip above the cabinets. Let's mm-hmm. Where did I put that light strip? An hour later, I found the light strip and hooked it up. Katie comes out and she's like, <laughs> It's one in the morning. You, why'd you have to hook it up? Like you could have just found it. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I'd have never got to sleep. I'd have been laying there going, what box did I put it in? I, I remember putting it in a box. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Which also means like you're disconnecting internet at one place. You're trying to get internet at another place. And all of our TV is internet. Mm-hmm. So... I had the game on. I was painting the rooms. So I had like, or I was painting this room. This is the only room I painted because I'm like, not going to do white walls. Right. (laughs) And so I'm, (laughs) I'm listening to the game, but like, then you just leave the, and then you come back and you're like, Oh, what's the score now? Like, you know what I mean? Because you're just listening and you're not Mm -hmm. paying full attention. And it's just weird. Totally get that. That's my story. Sticking to before it. I go yeah. through all this. What's that? I said I got a few. I got a couple months before I'm going through all that. Yeah. Too. Well, just throw more things away than you pack. And <laughs> um, yeah, here's the one thing you don't want to do. Don't say, well, you, well, let's just box it up. We'll deal with it when we get there. Don't do that. <laughs> don't right. do that. Because then you get here and you're like, why am I throwing things away as I'm unloading them? Yeah. Like, just don't load them up and don't unload them. Oh, I'm, we're going to be picky about what we take and what we don't. We got a 15-hour drive. Yeah. In a U-Haul. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. We actually mm-hmm. picked up the 26-foot truck. I drove it down the street, made one turn, called Katie and said, this is too much truck for me. <laughs> Why did you get one this big? And then like, even like in your, in your moment of anger, you're like, I ain't even gonna be able to fill this thing up. (laughs) (laughs) They gave us a, we we took it back. I think there was more to it than just the truck. 
This thing was about to break down. If I went faster than 35, I was like this. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Just absolute awful experience. And so then we switched it to a 20-foot truck, and I had to have three loads. I'm like, what would six-foot really do? Mm-hmm. Not get two more loads. So, no. I definitely would have been able to fill it up. Yeah. But... Anyway, twenty footer. You're doing twenty, yeah, and it's, yeah, that's what I had, and I had three loads of it, and it didn't fit everything. But we had some, like you said, you didn't box everything. You didn't, right? Yeah, you probably didn't pack super efficiently. Yeah, I mean, we did pretty well with the stuff we put on the U-Haul, but you know, when you're taking a big chest freezer and fridge and a squat rack that's seven you know that you had to end up yeah. laying down because it didn't fit in there and yeah all that stuff ends up taking up a lot of room and yeah. and you got to think about it we have our bed and other beds you know what i mean you have your mm-hmm. bed well we have our bed and we have another bed are you taking two beds probably so it's a three-bedroom house so you gonna sleep in a different bedroom? <laughs> no, but if anybody comes to visit, there's gonna be a place for him to sleep. I got you. Okay. <laughs> you always have to have an extra bed. What if I get in trouble? Oh boy, <laughs> that's a good reason not to. We're like, I'd go, but you know what I mean. We only got one bed. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get into all this stuff because it sure. wasn't like. Just because I couldn't watch the games doesn't mean there wasn't a bunch of things happening. Um, I mean, you, you, we swept Milwaukee in Milwaukee. No, it wasn't in no, Milwaukee. It was, it was in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. But we swept Milwaukee. I didn't even think it was in Milwaukee. I just said that because it said <laughs> sweep in Milwaukee in my notes. And I was like, that wasn't in, <laughs> it wasn't in Milwaukee <laughs> at all. No. Um. Yeah, but we swept Milwaukee. We fought back. Well, I mean, basically, Tuesday was, what, one inning. They could have played one inning and the whole game would have happened. Mm, Pretty much. Yes. Both pitchers went five and a third. (laughs) They (laughs) gave up all of their runs in the sixth inning. There you go. They could have played the sixth inning and then saved a lot of people a bunch of time. It doesn't look like we got very many more hits than what we got in that inning. We only got four hits and five runs. Wow. Anyway. Game two was a real good one. That was the Reynolds walk-off. Yeah. O'Neal Cruz hit one on top of the the new bar. Yeah, dude. Um, the landing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cruz is... Uh, he's he's catching a lot of uh, catching a lot of flack for the strikeouts, but like he's doing, I still think his his numbers are fine. I mean, yeah, uh, his average will come up eventually. Yeah. It needs to, but I mean, he's a hundred sixty two game pacer now. They were just talking about it earlier today. He's on pace for like thirty five and one hundred and ten RBIs. Yeah, but do you do that? Like, I, sometimes I get a little tired of the 162 pace. Nobody plays 162. So, what's he actually on pace for? 30? 100? Still. You know numbers. what I'm saying? Well, yeah, no, I, I I get that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's legit. 30 mm-hmm. and 100? I, I'm sorry. If I have, if I'm, if I'm trying to build a good team and I have on that team one guy, who's going to go 30 and 100. I think I'll take a low average from that guy. So long yeah. as I have other guys that on, on a good team who I can depend on, right, to be mm-hmm. on base, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not asking him to be Andrew McCutcheon. No, but I'm asking for 240. If the numbers are there, they're there. I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, if the pro- I get, I'm sorry, if the production saying. is there, then he's productive, period. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but I but I think that if he can cut down on them strikeouts because a lot of his strikeouts are chasing outside the zone, those will turn into walks, which in turn will, you know, the hits that he does get should bump that average up to two two thirty, two forty. 
Sure. I, I, just, I don't think asking for 230, 240s much to ask at all. Yeah, but I mean, if a guy's going to hit you 30 and 100, That's, yeah. you're going to send him down because he's hitting 218? No, but I'm I'm going to be That's not all happy saying. with his performance. I mean, I'm happy with 30 and 100. We haven't had that very much here. I agree with that, but I just, I mean, average means something too. Yeah, and I have guys I can worry about average from. To be fair, I think his average goes up. Yeah, I think I he's a too. hitter. Yeah, but I also think that you have roles that you play. Not everybody's a superstar. I right. think you have roles that you play on a team, and if if it means to get his average up to let's say two fifty, if it means that he goes down to twenty five homers, I don't want it anymore. I'd rather have the thirty. Yeah. Key Brian Hayes can hit me 10 home runs and hit 280 mm -hmm. or 270. And you know what I mean? Like I just, when you start selling out for the home run, you're going to strike out more and your average is going to dip. And quite frankly, in this, in today's game, we need home runs and we haven't had many of them I from, from that. a one guy kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, and as this guy starts to figure things out, if his average does go up to 230, then it might be a 40 homer guy. I think I think just the league in general is getting too complacent with these people. I mean, Cody Bellinger needs benched bad. He's terrible. Max Muncie, figure something out. These guys are batting 150 to 180, and they're everyday starters still. I don't understand it. And LA is awesome. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe it's me being, I, I don't know. I just, to me, it's crazy. We're just okay with people batting 200 anymore. Yeah. I mean, Muncie's not having a good year at all. No, but I think that they would tell you he's not having a good year. Yeah. But I mean, if he's not having a good year. Quit playing him so much, but the problem is they're still winning. So they don't really care. Hmm. Yeah, I mean Bellinger I gets to play a lot. He's he's got 13 homers, but on base 264. It's bad, and he's been bad like three straight years. So the thing about Muncie is his on base is 313, with a much lower average than Bellinger's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think we're getting too comfortable with this on base percentage being more important. Which I and I get well no it. on I'm base percentages no that's different it is more important it is yes. more important but because you I mean that was the point you were just making too yeah that his his on base goes up if he stops chasing yeah uh, and that's what I'm saying I'm not trying to say it's not important but we're we're putting so much emphasis on that we're just ah he's batting 150 that's fine he's on base Cruz is right, right. now hitting 208 mm hmm. With a 247 on base. That's what I'm, that, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I expect so, I those mean, numbers yeah, to Yeah, Muncy's better. hitting 170 with a 313 on base. So, mm -hmm. give me, if, if the 208 is the 208, if the on base can be 320, 330, I, I just, I just don't care about the 208. He's still on base. It's just frustrating for me. It's just frustrating. I understand that, I, but I I'm just saying when I won't it comes be able to, to get over that, and I, but I totally understand what you're saying too. Yeah, I mean, I when it, it comes to production, if he's if he's hitting 30 home runs and he's on base, which right now he's not on base, right? But if he's hitting 30 home runs and he's on base, oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying I'd be upset about any of that. I'm just it's just frustrating to me that 300 is like not even a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I just, it, it's an adjustment, man. You, when they hit 300 all the time, guys weren't throwing 100 all the time. No, I get it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I it's just that. harder to do. So you, a lot of times, you sell out for. The home runs are more balanced now than they were. You know what I mean? You still don't have a bunch of guys like the you know back when. You had superstars who would smack 35, 40 homers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you still have that, but it's a little more balanced. Everybody else also hits home runs. Yeah. And that's a little different where you don't have like Ozzie Smith guys who hit 
you know, won in a season and played all the games. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. It was somebody just hit their first time around of the year. can't remember who it was. He's played a lot of games. I don't know. But they were they were literally talking about it. Being, I'm like, okay, at some point this day and age, I'm gonna be like, man, I'm the one who gave up his first home run of the year in August. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying, I'm just, um, I don't know. No, like like I said, I don't want I don't want to get all this hate saying that I don't care about on base percentage because I obviously do. It's just frustrating to me that we care so much about the, and I, and it is a very important stat. But we just don't even care about batting average anymore. We just don't care. Yeah, I think if everything else is there, then you once you start looking at more than just batting average, like there are guys with high batting averages, and you're like, technically this guy that's like 60 points lower than you has a better on base. He's actually more productive. So you, when you look at other numbers other than just batting average, if it's all bad, sure. then batting average counts. You know what I mean? If you're a high yeah. contact guy and your average is low, kind of feels weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I guess it's from some of the guys, like, if you're going to hit 30, I don't care about your on-base percentage because I don't want you looking for a walk. I want you doing damage. I want you hunting fastballs or hunting pitches. It's getting them and crushing them. I want you ready to swing all the time. Don't look for a walk. It's not about looking for a walk. It's about looking for the pitch you want to hit. I get it. You know what I mean? Instead of swinging, instead of swinging at a one Oh fastball that you can smack the other way for a base hit, take that one Oh fastball for a strike and wait for something in. Or, you know what I mean? Or the same thing. Or a, a 2-0 curveball on the outside corner that you felt like you could have just slapped oh, into right. left field. Instead, wait for a fastball that you can drive. Wait till you get something up in the zone. And as a result, you tend to walk more. They're pitching around you because you're dangerous. You tend to walk more. And that's what that that's what these guys are going through. It's not necessarily looking for a walk. It's it's just I'm swinging at this and that's it and that's gonna get me forty homers instead of thirty. I see what you're saying, but at the same, I see a lot of pitches around the league that get taken, and I'm just like, I don't understand how you took that pitch. Yeah, oh, I I'm totally there, and I'm sure that they had something in mind, and it was something different. Yeah, especially, I mean, I just saw it with Cruz the other day. It looked like he wasn't even like ready for the pitch, and it was 102 by him. And I'm like, yeah, you can't pull the trigger on that. Mm-mm. And it was right down the middle, but you just can't pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And I get that. But either way, I mean, we didn't really plan on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Jake getting a little frustrated with the averages being low. Uh, here's the thing for me, dude. It's it, just to, just to kind of wrap that up. It, it's just, I got to see more numbers. It's just yeah. not all about the, the one number. You know what I mean? Like it used to be. I wanted right. to know what somebody's average was. And now it's like, yeah, but there's just a bigger picture than that. If their average and their on base is low and their slugging's low, then they're just bad. Yeah. But anyway, we swept the Brewers mm-hmm. with a couple walk-offs and wild pitches. <laughs> just yeah that was crazy and then we go to Baltimore and we talked about this last week the Baltimore's playing really good mm-hmm. but man was I frustrated you can't get one run right Mitch Keller threw really well he threw well uh, I'm not trying to take anything away again but like yeah, one one punch out. So it's not like he was dominating. Yeah, but how many hits did he give up? Eight in six innings. One strikeout, one walk, one run. And the one run was in the sixth inning. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. And he was hit hard in that just in that inning. So I don't know. Like I, I just I think he threw well. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? We're still there with him. So, I mean, are we still kind of upset with the Manny Benuelos thing? I mean, I feel like he's actually been doing okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were upset about the Manny Benuelos thing. Oh, okay. That first outing, he gave up like eight runs against the Yankees right after he came here. Remember when I said mm-hmm. I thought he was rooting for the Yankees? Yeah. But he settled down. You want to get into pitching wins and losses too? No. Brubaker's got 10 losses. Yeah, it's fine. He's been pitching well. Not great. Yeah. Not been pitching all right. Yeah. Uh, Key Bryan, little homer today. Mm-hmm. Good to see. He's got six now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Bryce Wilson, just ERA keeps coming down a little bit. Yeah, they were they were talking about it. This is like 330 or something like that in his rough number. 330 in his last five outings or whatever. I mean, hopefully he's figured something out. I mean, I, I'll root for the guy. Yeah. He goes out there and competes. He cares. He I got no problems with him right now. Yeah, we've seen some we've seen some outings from Holderman that have been good. And so that makes you feel good about the um Vogue about trade. Vogue trade there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good a good way to get rolling into the trades, man. Man, were there a lot. There were a lot. And I really thought, like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, teams aren't dealing the way that they were. I don't know. I kind of expected us to do a little bit more. I, <sighs> like, I thought, I thought somebody would be interested in Gamble. I feel like it would have to take the right team. They weren't going to give anybody up for him. I think Sherrington probably thought this guy's going to give us innings and he's going to play for us. He's going to help us stay deep. So somebody's going to have to actually give me something for him and nobody's going to do that. Oh, I mean, yeah, I have no problem with him still being here. Yeah. I like Gamble. You know, I got nothing wrong with Gamble. I just, I thought he was, it would have been a good piece for somebody and, not that we would have got anything crazy in return, but I, I thought we could have got something back for him. And maybe he was shopped around, and maybe it wasn't there, you know? Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. So um, I'm just going to kind of go through some of these deals. Ben Intendi was dealt to the Yankees, which is always interesting because he played for the Red Sox. Yep. I know that's, like, not really a thing in today's game because of the way that the trades happen, but... You know, it felt like that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Reds keep dealing. Naquin's gone. Luis Castillo, we talked about that one. Um, last We talked about that one last week. And then, let me see, we redid, we did the, we were on the 30th, right? So there was a few moves there. Um... The Nationals, obviously, yeah, trading everyone. The Yankees were very active in getting a bunch of players. How about the the Brewers trading away Josh Hader? Yeah, I was just there. Josh Hader, and then getting Taylor Rogers and three other players. Yeah, I'd take that deal a hundred times out of a hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. But like Devin, Ro- Devin Williams, I almost said Rogers. Devin Williams was talking about it to the media, and he's like, "I don't understand what we're doing. We're in first place, and we're trading our closer. He's now going to be their closer, and he's like mad about everything." Wait, he so they've they're saying he's going to be their closer? Yeah. Why wouldn't Taylor Rogers be your closer? Taylor Rogers has been struggling. He was really good early in the year, and then he started struggling. They they were actually looking for a closer to re- to replace him, so they sent him over there, and they're saying he's going to be setting up for Devin Williams. Probably because Devin Williams had 30 straight outings where he hadn't been scored upon. Right. And he's, he's the guy in Milwaukee. Like, Taylor Rogers is going to have to come in and you know do his thing before he can become the guy. But hasn't Hater been struggling too? Like it's the same sort of thing. You've got two closers that are leading the league in saves. Wasn't didn't Rodgers have one less save than Hater? 
I'm not sure to be a hundred percent honest, but I could have swore he had, I didn't think, I didn't know that Hader was struggling. One of the worst months of his career. He recorded a 12.54 ERA in nine and a third innings in July. That mm. inflated his season ERA to 4.24. And then Rodgers started hot with 17 saves in the first two months. 9.31 in 10 appearances in July. So, yeah, he's certainly worse than Hater, but like neither one of them, <laughs> neither one of them are yeah. faring very well. And then you add three, like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then they, they DFA uh, Lamette as soon yeah. as he gets there. Yeah, that didn't, that was a head scratcher for sure. Well, they're, uh, it's basically just mocking the Padres. Like, look, you're even giving me guys I don't want. You yeah. guys are dumb. I don't know. Trey Mancini traded to the Astros, which was also interesting because Baltimore's doing well. Yeah. Three team trade. There was people going all over the place. I I I'm not not gonna read through it. Yeah. Another Yankees trade Frankie Montas from the A's. I mean the Yankees Yankees sure are going for it. Yeah. They didn't really need to, but <laughs> Tommy Pham, another Reds player was traded. And Christian Vasquez. Yeah. To the Astros. Yeah. So, you know, we're at that point going through the trades where we are on the Quintana trade. So here we are. Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez. Interesting, I think, was my first thought. It's a little more of like what I, what I kind of thought. Like you weren't going to get a really great return. Malcolm Nunez has... Like legit power, though I think mm -hmm. I think he can develop legit power. Probably more like a a DH type player, uh, according to what you know you read about defense and whatever else. But then a pretty decent arm who's there now, right? He's he's ready to play right now, and I think it's fair. What was interesting to me is that we convinced him to take Chris Stratton in the deal. <laughs> it was like oh, there was too. a win. Like, okay, yeah. Quintana for Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez. And I was like, I kind of like that. Malcolm Nunez could, you know, could develop with some power. And then it was like, oh, Chris Stratton's in it too. And I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> it's like so, getting an extra player. So you don't seem to be as high on this as I was. Because when I was reading through and, and looking up comps and everything, like they're comparing Malcolm Nunez to like Jose Ramirez. Like his swing is both beautiful and violent and i think he's got potential to be really good and i think he'll be not fast-tracked but he's gonna move quick um they say swing and miss is up a little bit right now right but they said that, that you know that should come along um i i don't see an age i don't see an age here on him it's like 21 okay 21 double a 17 homers i mean it's there and the Johan Oviedo, they're they they he's ready to pitch in the majors right now, but they sent him to Triple A to get him stretched out. They think he can be a starter. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize that that was. He was a starter for St. Louis at one point. Yeah, Not everybody was. They got their their rotation got a little healthier. He was pitching good, so they just moved him to the bullpen. You all, oh, you mean he started in the bigs as? I'm 90% sure. Okay. I didn't realize that. It says is effective reliever in limited action, but that's all it says on this. Either way, I you know, I was I'm okay with it. You knew you were going to get something. I just, you know, was hoping it wasn't some 18-year-old pitcher that you just don't have no idea about. But I'll take a guy who's, you know, fringe and and then a Another third baseman who, from what I understand, was something that the Pirates actually needed right now was, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not, it's got to be something to be like, oh, I'm a third baseman and, you know, I play for the Cardinals organization, so I basically have no shot of getting a job. Right. 
And then it's like, no, 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 we're going to trade you. And you're like, oh, sweet. What if it's a door? Oh, Key Brian Hayes. Cool. Eight-year contract. Cool. You kind of, you're like, at some point, you'll be like, can I learn a new position? I mean, the DH, this is where the DH comes in. This is where the DH Are you comes talking in. talking about and, Malcolm right now? Yeah. It's a first baseman. Well, sure. He is now. No, he, he's listed as a first baseman. Uh, he, he is now. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. He's certainly, I mean, like the, the article I'm reading right now literally says third baseman Malcolm Nunez, and he's been a third baseman. Third and first base. Well, yeah, third and first, but he's only like 5'10". Yeah, yeah, 5'10". I know, so we've already been doing the Chavis like 68, thing. 68 games at first base this year. 73 in all of his minor league career. Right. With Wait, so 68, 68 this year. This year. <coughs> that's, I mean... That's and 161 at, at third. I didn't even know about this third. I mean, I figured. He so you see what I'm corners, saying? He's but... a third baseman who's trying to learn first because he had Nolan Arenado on his team. That's fair. He was like, oh, look, Michael Chavis can do it. So there you go. There's the deal. All right, man. I'm struggling a little bit. Okay, so Robbie Grossman was traded twice, wasn't he? Braves got him and then the Braves traded him, right? I'm pretty sure they ended up trading him after trading for him. We just saw Brett Phillips in the Orioles, so he was traded to the Orioles. I'm just trying to look for some of these, you know, highlight ones. Trevor Rosenthal back out there. The Brewers got him. What are we waiting for here? Oda Rizzi for Will Smith. Darren Ruff, J.D. Davis. What? There was a lot of trades. Yeah. Brandon Drury, another Reds player being traded. Oh, the Phillies got Brandon Marsh. Hmm. Jordan Montgomery is like you said. They this was a big one for me. Harrison Bader injured. Harrison Bader gets traded to the Yankees. Yeah, he wears that Statue of Liberty glove with that you know that odd color that looks like it's the it, he said it's a stat it's the color of the Statue of Liberty or whatever. I didn't know about that. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he's from New York. Um, Blue Jays get Whit Merrifield. That's big time. Yeah, yeah, that's big time because at the time of the trade, he wasn't even vaccinated. <laughs> I mean, there obviously, obviously had to been talks before that trade was made. yeah like hey if this happens like, dude you're gonna get vaccinated if we trade for you right <laughs> you can only play away games i, I believe imagine? he's already vaccinated now i'm sure of it uh braves acquired <laughs> uh Razel. Uh, i always have a hard time with his name iglesias yeah uh for jesse chavez do you remember <laughs> the mechanic the mechanic dude <laughs> come on man <laughs> That's awesome. Jesse Chavez is the most traded player in Major League Baseball history. He's still somewhat effective. Like, well, I don't I mean, understand it. I guess he's still getting traded. So, mm -hmm. Tyler Malley, another Reds. I mean, the Reds are just. How about the Phillies getting Thor? Yeah. You see his first start. <laughs> no. His first start in Philly. There was lightning in the background when he was taking the mound. They're like, is it a coincidence? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, Red Sox get, wait, did I miss the other one? Red Sox get Eric Hosmer mm -hmm. and two prospects and cash. What? Literally the Francisco Liriano deal where you're like, we're giving away other things? Do you want this guy? No. Then why are you taking him? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And and it's and cash. Anyway. Uh, Dodgers get Joey Gallo from the Yankees. Good for Joey Gallo to get out of there, but we just talked about two Dodgers players with low average, and, <laughs> and you go get They went and got another one. Got another guy. 
And then obviously here's the big one. This is the one I was I was all leading up to. Juan Soto and Josh Bell traded from the Nationals to the Padres. And then they what? Just get swept right after that? Seems to work. Yeah. Dude, just a crazy return. I mean, it'd have to be. It would have to be. And there's a there's a there's a potentially a chance that San Diego will turn around and flip Soto in the offseason. But just think about what Washington's been able to do with some of these deals. The the one from the Dodgers last year getting uh Ruiz, Kiebert Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz and Josiah Gray. Mm-hmm. With the Max Scherzer, Trey Turner deal, they're like lumping two players and guaranteeing a huge return. Yeah. That's a really cool move. I mean, you have to have four really good players <laughs> in order to be able right. to pull two of these off. But wild times. This was a wild trade deadline. I can't remember, and maybe it's recency bias, but I can't remember one like this. Yeah. Just crazy. And it felt, I think it felt crazier than when I just looked through that list though, because it's not like there was a bunch of mega stars getting traded. No, there was just a big flurry of trades and they, they didn't really start coming through like crazy until there was like 12 hours left. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of those said August 2nd, mm -hmm. but there was still a lot on like from the 30th up, but yeah, you know what I mean? But it was kind of sprinkled in, and then it all of a sudden, just downpoured. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I could have swore Robbie Grossman was traded twice on that day, but maybe it was like, oh, he's going to get traded psych. No, he's not. He's actually going here. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But either way, uh, I think it's a good time to take a break. I need something to drink, and I'm out. So let's take a break, and let's when we come back, let's um, the Pirates open to Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's go over that. All right, let's take a break. Thanks for listening to... Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge, the number two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Swearingen Bat Company is Ohio's premier wood bat company, specializing in custom wood bats to meet any need from T-ball to senior league. Check out their website at swearingenbaseball.com. Link is in the show notes. Twitter and Instagram at Swearingen Bats. You can also find them on Facebook. Swearingen Bat Company, that's swearingenbaseball.com. Let them know you heard it here. And we're back. Bridge to Bucktober podcast. And... I understand. This is a little bit of a, um, it's a little bit of a tired episode, and I'm here for it. I will let you know. It is 12:30 a.m. We're still trekking it here. Um, I it took me this long to get this office put together. Like it's just been a lot. So let's have fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, Pirates are doing a Hall of Fame. Not sure why we're just now doing this. Yes, exactly. I feel like we've talked about, I mean, maybe not on here, but, you know, you and I have talked about it. You go around other stadiums, you're like, oh, they've got this, like, Hall of Fame there. And then you're like, haven't we been here for, like, 130 years and we don't have a Hall mm -hmm. of Fame? You know what I mean? Like, we've got yeah. a big history. How in the world, in the middle of 20 consecutive losing seasons did the franchise not say hey we, we need to do something <laughs> like let's talk about our past it's a pretty good yeah. one yeah you know what i mean why now yeah i, I I'm, not, I'm not sure not that i'm complaining not that i'm saying right. they shouldn't right. do it no they absolutely should it just should have been done a long time ago you know i <laughs> that's funny i unplugged um, my headset go ahead you know, I've, I've you know, the wife and I were trying to get to all those stadiums and everything, and we go around to all these different stadiums. I know Cincinnati for sure has one. Mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta has always had a pretty good one. Baltimore has one. I mean, you just go around to these other stadiums. You know, Detroit has something there out there for them. 
just like, why don't we do that? Why is it not being done? Well, it is now. Yeah. And September 3rd, they're going to be officially uh, officially enshrined. The inauguration ceremony is before the game on the 3rd. I understand that it's it's going it's going to actually be something physical, right? You're going to be able mm-hmm. to go to this and see it. But I don't know where. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's just like out on the river walk. I know that this ceremony is, but is it going to be uh is it going to be something like that? Is it that way you could see it even if there's not a game? Or is it going to be yeah. something? Because I think I feel like I could see them doing that rather than a room that you go into inside the stadium, which there's not many of those. Right. Um, isn't there like a, well, they have the hall of fame or that. No, they have the world series suites. They have the, didn't they have like the hall of fame club or something? That's not a thing anymore. Or I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. So we were talking about this. There's a, there's obviously a long list of, of, um, of players that are going in. I'll actually pop this in here. Uh, some you've never heard of, maybe. Some you obvious, like Honus Wagner. Big Poison, Little Poison. And then uh, some of the Negro League guys, which is pretty cool that they were that they uh, have included some of the Pittsburgh Crawfords and Homestead Grays. Absolutely. Um, Josh Gibson, obviously. So, I mean, you see that. The obvious guys, you know, that are on there, Kiner, Clemente, Stargell, you know what I'm saying, Parker. Well, I so I think Parker, Dave Parker, I would have not have considered as one of the obvious guys, but um, in my opinion, probably a, a a a baseball Hall of Fame snub. Yeah. But in there, and Blass, and let me see who else we have here: Murtaugh, that whole crew, and then Mazeroski. Then you start to get older, but you've got, I said that, Big Poison, Little Poison, Paul Wainer, Lloyd Wainer, mm-hmm. Honus Wagner. Jake Beckley didn't know this guy, obviously. Yeah, no, <laughs> neither. Didn't know that guy. Fred Clark was the the, the player manager, uh, first base for the, the first first ever World Series. They didn't win, you know what I mean? But Right. But then he won, right? Yeah. Yep. Max Carey. So Oscar Charleston, I was not familiar with him. Look, look we're looking at nineteen twenties and thirties mm-hmm. for the Grays and Crawfords. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Who's who's missing here? <laughs> <laughs> we were just uh, talking about this. So it looks like they kind of stopped at a certain point. Yeah, but like a certain. It's not surprising, like you said. No. Because. They're going to want to have more people to put in. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I'm looking at, you know, Bonds, Kendall. And once he retires, I mean, he's still playing, but I, I think McCutcheon's got a good shot to get into this Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that that's a good – Um, anybody who – is that everybody who's in the hall? Of, well, the other thing that was interesting is you've got retired numbers. Mm-hmm. You would think that all of those guys would have made at least this list. Yeah. And they didn't. It's not all of our retired numbers. No. which there was, there was uh, Number There's one. A couple. Number one. Uh, Meyer is not on here. Yeah. Now I'm going to sit here and try to think about it. Um, I'm going to have to pull it up because I can't think today. So Kiner's there, Stargell's there, Mazeroski, Paul Wainer, Pie Trainer, Clemente, Wagner, Murtaugh. Okay, so everybody except for Billy Meyer. I just don't understand how he doesn't make the list if his, his number's retired. So he is a manager from 1948 to 1952. Maybe hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, I have to look up the story of of why his number is is retired. <laughs> I, I and I'm Maybe I'm a that's bit why of, make this list. I'm a bit ashamed 
I mean, he had a 412 winning percentage <laughs> as a manager. So I, I'm ashamed to say that I, I'm not sure of this story. And I'm sure that you guys are going to give me a hard time about this one. <laughs> so I'm here for it. Give me a hard time. I should know, but I don't. I mean, I don't really understand it either. So, of course, I, I'm not. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. I'll be honest. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and look this up right now, but yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, I was I was trying to skim the Wikipedia here <laughs> just to see if it was like, hey, this guy did this, and that's why he's there. So, um, I, I'm trying to read through this. It looks like they're only saying bad things about him. But I don't know. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Somebody send us. Send so us, uh, yeah. If you know. Yeah. So for me, um, yeah, Barry Bonds probably should have been in this, but I get it. I get it. They, it's the it's the inaugural, and so maybe they were being pretty picky. Maybe they were wanting to go back to world series and you know what I mean? Things like that. They yeah. didn't want to, they didn't want to just blast it with every single person. However, I would think that's what you would do. Yeah. But I guess this is a decent list. This is a good list of a bunch of people. It is. It is a good list. And like we were talking before, I think, I think they're going to want to be able to add people soon, rather sooner rather than later. Yeah. And when you really look at it, they, I mean, they had 20 consecutive years of losing. That's going to be hard to pick guys to put into Hall of Fame. Right. And maybe that's why they've held, they've drugged their feet on this. Could be. I don't know. But either way, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I hope it's going to be cool. Yeah. I hope I that there's something physical that's going to be cool. Not just like, hey, we've got Hall of Fame. We, we're going to put their names on a wall somewhere in the stadium and you can look at them yeah you can look at their names written down you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. i don't know because i don't know how much people get into that anymore i don't know how many people will actually go through it's there true. unless it's just something that you're going to walk by all the time anyway like the you know like the statues and that mm-hmm. i don't know pirates hall of fame guys mm. so here's the deal you guys um let us know let us know who you think has a shot. So we're going to give you, the, those are the three. Bonds, Kendall, and eventually we think McCutcheon, because he was part of the turning that 20 years around. He was the cornerstone player. Mm-hmm. And the way that they've talked about this is that you make a, a significant impact in the community too. And that's Andrew McCutcheon. So 100%. I think that's, you know, I think that's there. Um, so I think between one of or or two of those things, you've got to uh, you've got to have something there. I mean, Bonds's uh, accolades while in Pittsburgh were, you know, were good enough to be put into something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Any other players a dark horse? I mean, I have one, but for me, you know, it would be a consideration of 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 a guy like Andy Van Slyke. Or even, and I don't know how much they care about how long they were, but like, I don't know, Drabic, you know what I mean? Like something like that, like back when they were that team. I don't think like AJ Burnett or Liriano have a shot of being that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone else come to mind? Like, I mean, even when you're thinking of like that, those teams there, like, another big time moment in pirates history. Russell Martin isn't going to get in. He wasn't there long enough. If that's one of the things that they're, that they care about. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know if they're ever going to like, if if they're ever going to like open this up or anything. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and what they do. Like I said, if there's a physical something they've talked about doing that, and then they haven't. So we'll see. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, yeah. Vince Scully. Mm. 
Um, yeah. This is kind of a thing for me. Like uh, when we first got married and we were, we got that house or we got that like apartment in Indiana. The only TV we had was MLB TV. So when the pirates were done playing, I had my pick of West coast teams. If I wanted to watch anything, <laughs> And of course, of course, I watched the Dodgers because of Vin Scully. Yeah. Not because they were the Dodgers. Because then they weren't like the Dodgers, right? I mean, they were the Dodgers. Right. But right. They weren't what they are right now. And man, I mean, I watched as much like Dodgers as I watched Pirates at that time because, well, except for the the night that I didn't turn it over to that because I was waiting until 2.30 in the morning for Jerry Meals to call him safe. <laughs> uh. But anyway, it was kind of like a, for me, this this is like a bummer, man. He was always, he's, he's my favorite. Yeah. And a lot of it because of that time. Like, you know, it's, a, it's just a thing. Yeah. I don't was- know that you'll ever have another to even compare the 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 length for sure mm-hmm. but also like i just don't think it's the same when you have these the older broadcasters seem to have like a a timeless uh kind of i don't i don't even i don't know how to explain it but like that's not how it's done now mm-hmm and so there's no, no iconic. Any go ahead. Yeah, it's a lot more uh, excitement and not as detailed anymore. It's a lot of dead air now. Vince Scully would tell you what you know this guy's wife did in her spare time. Like he filled the time and he he went back and purposely did homework on each and every guy that he was going to be talking about. You know, and what it my- was just cool. Yeah, you know my favorite thing that I noticed about him, and it, and it is like one of those things, like a lot of the broadcasters now, and I'm not saying this is anyone's fault. Like this is not a fault. If, if I turn on the Pirates broadcast, I expect them to be rooting for the Pirates in a, in a sense. I expect that. It's a regional sports network. Now, if it's a national broadcast, I expect it to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. But I expect if I turn on... I don't now. I don't know who's what. Uh, is it Bally, Bally now? That's like Cleveland. I expect them to mm-hmm. to be like they 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 will favor Cleveland because Cleveland fans are who's watching that channel. Mm-hmm. If you're a Kansas City fan, you're watching the Kansas City channel, mm-hmm. and you're hearing about you know what I mean. But the yep. one thing about Vin Scully is you were watching a a Dodgers broadcast, and he rooted for the Dodgers. But he gave you information on the visiting players mm-hmm. because that's who you didn't know. When Jock Peterson got up, he said, Jock Peterson's up. When somebody for another team got up, he would tell you about them. And yeah. because he was simultaneously on TV and radio, one of my favorite things to say when I'm, when I'm uh, like referencing Vin Scully was he would say, a well put together young man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, he's built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just things like that. And it's um he just what was the clip that I just saw that I thought was hilarious? Um someone someone was yelling to the umpires, uh, it's effing bullcrap, right? And he mm-hmm. says it over and over and over and over and over and over. And Vince Scully goes, it's fertilizer. He's telling him it's fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was just good. But uh, maybe the best there ever was. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best the there best ever there was. Ever will be. And the best there ever will be. There's no doubt. Yeah. But pretty cool. Was- because he was he was successfully a homer, Mm-hmm. But but would inform you about the other team and knew about it and well, gave credit to the other team at things they were good at. 
And he That's wasn't a, just a he wasn't just a Dodgers announcer either. He did the ABC game of the week all the time. Right. And he did World he Series. Did World and, Series games. And he's yeah. he's called so many things. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just and, and and like when we were in LA, I got to go see the the plaque and everything with the Vince Scully press box. And you know, they have a little it was very small then. I'm sure it'll get bigger over the years, but like there was a little display out for for scully and it, i don't know it's just it's a cool thing and i think the the dodgers did it right you know with all this and they had dave roberts come out there and had a speech before the game the other day they hung a banner um because i think in his last broadcast i think it was he said something about he will miss a he'll he'll miss the fans and everything so they hung a big new banner thing on on right underneath the press box it says we will miss you vin like just i don't know it's cool yeah yeah it is cool um i mean he was what 92 i was 94 94 yeah yeah yep one of the best if not the best probably the best pretty safe to say he's the best i think it's safe yeah it was Dave Roberts said he's the only person to ever be undefeated against Twitter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not, not a bad word that could be said about the guy. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, what could you? Right. It's crazy. Um, okay. Well, let's uh let's see what we got coming here. No more trades. We're not gonna be able to get through it, are we? What? We DFA'd Yoshi, Jake. <laughs> Yes, we did. I was just going to see if I could make it all the way through without saying it. <laughs> and only two months, only two months too late. Yeah. The road ahead on this Yoshi-less Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> uh, four against the Diamondbacks, three against the Giants this week. So, and all on the road. Uh, part of this little road trip here. Late games, late games, dude, which actually kind of favor me a little bit. Uh, sometimes, Not probably, so much me. yeah. Well, I just mean like you know, sometimes you have things to do, and it's like the only one I don't like is the Thursday at three forty. That's a tough time to watch. Yeah, that's a tough time. I like the day games when they're like noon, and I can watch while I'm working. But like three forty, I finish work at four. So like I'm barely getting started, and then all of a sudden the house is full of kids again, and yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to actually get to sit and watch some games this week, so I'm pumped about it. But until then, man, I am really tired, and yeah, it is. Sure. It has been a wild week for me, a wild week for the Pirates, I'd say. With with you know the not like there was a ton of trades, but Yoshi being gone. Um, well, they just, uh, just Marisnik. Yeah, yeah. Marisnik is released. Heineman's out with the groin. So they claimed a catcher from the Twins, and then he's hurt. And I don't know if he's actually hurt, though. Yeah, I think it's just a hand cramp, I think is what they were, were the way they were leaning towards it during the broadcast. Yeah. Hope that's nothing. And then they just claimed uh, Kevin Padlow today from the Mariners too. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what that deal is. Um, he he played for San Francisco as well. Barely played ten games. So I don't. I don't know what that deal is. Third base. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's the Marisnik thing. I. Once again, and Taylor Davis keeps getting listed on the Pirates transactions page as a third baseman, so that's great. <laughs> it's fun to see. Yeah, but the DFA for Yoshi, and then the official, uh, the official release as well. So, and Bednar is officially on the injured list too. We didn't really say yeah. that today. We didn't really go through those things, but he's officially. On the shelf for right now, so. Which is not a big concern. It's just that lower back. It's still bugging him. 
So I, I still don't think that that's overwork, but maybe it had something to do with it. But like, dude, people are like, pitchers are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I don't know. They're saying, I mean, they're saying if they were making a playoff push, they, he would not be on the injured list. Yeah. Like, it's nothing serious. They're just like, dude, just, I mean, or whatever. Take it easy. Yeah. All right, what do you got this week, though? What do you think we come out clean here? What do you – it's seven, so you got you to gotta win or lose. Four and three. Yeah? I think they can figure out a way to do that. Yeah. I'll go three and four. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you split a four game and you lose a series in San Francisco and – I don't know. We'll see. And then we'll be back at it. Guys, let us know who you think has a shot at getting into that Pirates Hall of Fame soon, within the next yeah. five years. Or, you know, whatever. You can tell me it's uh, Kevin Padlow for sure going to make it. <laughs> you can tell me whatever you want. But let us know what you think. And, you know, we'll say... Thanks for telling us that. (laughs) Dude, go to bed. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!